Iowa everywhere. This is Iowa Everywhere. And now, it's time for Two Guys Named Chris. Powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere. For the fans. You know, the only thing better than spending Cyhawk Week at Circa in Las Vegas would be if we had just like a giant chunk of Fairway Meat to take out there with us. Can Fairway Meat travel? Apparently not, because you still haven't sent me my fairway gift. You're going to get the meat. Just Maybe we'll send you like a holiday bundle. My dad asked me about that once a week. Did you get your meat? Yes. Did you get that fairway meat yet? Nope. I'm sure that Circa has some lovely uh, restaurants that we are going to check out for the first time this week. And I can't wait. But I'm guessing that they would have a better meat selection if they could partner with our friends from Fairway. That's mm-hmm. just my only, I, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been there. We're going to be doing our show Thursday from Stadium Swim. Hell yeah. What time are we doing that at, you know? Yeah, I have it scheduled. I'll, I'll get it out to everybody. It's going to be, so we're going to do like, so it's the day of the Seahawks game, right? So we're going to have like a lead up to the Seahawks game type of thing. So it'll be middle of the day in Vegas and like afternoon in Iowa. Okay. The time that you're you're gonna be all sorts of like you're gonna be. I dead. know. I'm coming from East Coast. Can you can you hack it? Wow, it's gonna be cold, man. What's you, have you looked at the weather? No, I haven't. <laughs> the highs are in the mid fifties. In Vegas? Yeah. Seriously. I guess it gets cold there in the uh in the old wintertime, huh? I was planning on doing the show without my shirt on. Well, you'll be nipping. Well, it's a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> Entertain the people, right? Did you see that? Uh, did you see our friend Michael Abmeyer? Oh my God! That, that picture of him—he's like he that looks like an Abercrombie model. Yeah, getting there ready to. And you know the worst the thing about Abmeyer is he doesn't eat meat anymore. I just don't know if I have time for vegans. At this point in my life. He used to be the biggest meat eater in the world. Yeah, he barbecue. He was obsessed. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many pigs he slaughtered over the years. Just himself. And all of a sudden, he says, no meat. I'm I'm vegan. And now well, he's showing off that, that hot bod on it's vacation. It's a personal choice. I remember getting in like an actual fight with him covering a um liberty bowl because i'm a true believer that memphis barbecue is better than kansas city barbecue i like it oh and we're out at some joint in memphis covering the game and admire is like you know because he's very can't pro kansas city oh yeah i mean i thought he wanted to fight me (laughs) because of my take on the barbecue (laughs) anyways um, yeah, maybe maybe we won't go shirtless if it's in the 50s. I could hack it, but I don't know about Chris. Yeah, I'm coming from the 80s here. Yeah. <laughs> you come from the 80s and you're going back three hours. I mean, I'm going back two hours, which is going to be a mess. Three hours is like you're going to get out there and want to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be a mess. Uh, you just have to take some cannabis. Fire yourself <laughs> up. Yeah, <laughs> well, hopefully the alcohol will be flowing. Red Bull. 
Just a lot of Red Bull vodka for Hassel. Well, will we be able to find Bush Light for you at the uh, Circa? That's a great question. I need to send some text messages today. Haul it in, baby. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Speaking of the Liberty Bowl, when when we were setting up the big uh, watch party in, in Admire, because Admire was, he did the Channel 13 News from our party mm-hmm. from Jerry the King Lawler's. Iconic. Oh, that's uh, right. The King. And the guy, it was like two nights before this, and I'm, I'm like working with the King's like manager at this bar. He's like, yeah, we got like, he goes, we got like 100 cases of bush light coming in. We should be good for the weekend. And I was like, you idiot. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> Iowa State fans will drink that in two hours. And they did not have enough bush light. But we'll see if they have enough bush light in Nashville. <laughs> For the Iowa fans. Yeah, so, I mean, here's the deal. At least it's, like, drivable, and it's a yeah. cool location. Like, that, honestly, like, that's about as... With that Iowa season, uh, that's about as... I mean, other than Kentucky again, that, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, it sucks to have to play the same opponent twice. And you know what? Kentucky is horrible on offense, too. Did you see the opening total? It's 32-and-a-half again. For a bowl game, 32-and-a-half. It's and like half. another Big Ten West game. <laughs> But yeah, that sucks. But what's exciting about it is Iowa fans can drive to it. Nashville is a party, and it's it is going to be a party. Great city. Great city. And it's going to be Joey Labus likely starting at quarterback. He or May, because Petrus is out, Padilla's in the portal. So that's the, that's the thing that's going to make things a little interesting. Now, I think it's a little less interesting after Cade McNamara announced he's coming. Because had that not happened, then we would be thinking, boy, this could be a tryout for the starting job next year. Now it's, are these guys going to stay? What if they look really good? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this What if they it... look good and it's Cade Kid, McNamara comes in and... Uh... From what I understand and, and how the NIL thing's going, it doesn't sound like Cade McNamara is coming in to be a backup. Uh, no. He's not. He uh, he got paid. Um, I I I did since you know we're finally going to see Joey Labus and and maybe May. I did go and look at their scouting profiles from high school, and I was a little surprised to see how uh, lightly recruited both of them were. I know that Labus, uh, 24-7 Sports, had him as a four-star, but the composite overall, when you factor them all in, was a three-star for both of these guys. And Iowa was their only Power 5 offer. Really? That's it. Yeah. Mm. Everything else was Mac, UConn, that sort of level. I'm not trying to pile on, but there's just, I find it hard to believe that this guy is going to come in and be worse than Petrus was for most of the season. I mean, Petrus got better. I, I will give him credit. But, like, the sailing, the throwing the balls in the dirt, like, all that, I, I just, if, I don't know. I I, I feel I, like you have a better chance. I, I, I know what you're like, saying. I almost feel like you have a better chance to win. Is that weird? But Yeah, the I know what is, you're saying, and I, and I, everybody's I felt that way <laughs> for a long period of time as well. But the offensive line's terrible. Yeah. And what are they going to do game plan-wise? Because you know that Kirk and Brian have no faith in either one of these guys. They've more or less told us. Yes. So 
what kind of game plan are they going to devise? Now, it's not just one week they're going to have. They have effectively the next, what, three weeks to put together some kind of game plan for these guys, to get these guys reps in practice, to get them ready. So you would hope that they don't just go out there and, and just have a tiny shell of a playbook? Kentucky's quarterback's probably not going to play, right? I don't think so. And if that's the case, it sounds like it could be Deuce Hogan, the Iowa transfer. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? That's what David Eicholt said. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. That's good theater. Now I'm interested. Now I'm yeah, interested that, that, in this that game. That would make things a lot more interesting. Now, Levis, their, their starting quarterback, that was a guy looked at as a top five pick going into the season and still could be. Yeah. If he has but, a good combine or boy, something. Boy, that, that offense has been so bad. He has not looked great. Um, there's a lot of question marks uh, about him after this season. But I've, we've seen it before. Josh Allen wasn't a part of any kind of dynamic offense at, at Wyoming. I mean, he's, he's a little bit like Josh Allen. And boy, Josh Allen has turned out to be uh, likely a Hall of Fame quarterback. Isn't it so weird? I think... I think he's still going to be drafted in the first round eventually. The Josh Allen comp kind of was always Ben Roethlisberger just because of their body type. I always find mm-hmm. it really funny that both those guys played in Kinnick and lost. Yeah, but just, they were both a part of uh, lesser programs, yeah, Miami, that's Ohio, and Wyoming. Interesting that they both, like, their like, marquee games in college were at Iowa and they, and they lost, and I mean, whatever. Yeah, just but this is really the only thing that can make a – Low-level bowl game, interesting. It's in a good city, and if you've got major question Iowa, marks at quarterback. If I'm an Iowa fan, which I'm not, but if I had some money, like I'd go down to Nashville for a weekend, hell yeah. It'd be a blast. What's that drive like from Iowa? It's not bad. I mean, I would fly. <laughs> if you yeah, fly. Well, I mean, I think yeah, there's I, an Allegiant flight that goes there, but oh, it's probably... Oh, there you go. What, it's, it's probably... 12 bucks? 12 I'm bucks guessing round that trip. it is. I'm flying Allegiant back from Vegas, by the way. So this could be my second to last show. Allegiant, I, I, I flew that for the first time to Asheville. That's the worst airline I've ever flown. And I've, and I've flown some bad air. I mean, Spirit's bad. I don't know if you guys have Spirit there in the Midwest. Spirit is the bad. Frontier is similar. But at least Spirit has Wi-Fi. Allegiant doesn't have Wi-Fi. No, they got no, There's none of There's nothing those. you can do. I was flying on a on an NFL Sunday back from Asheville in the middle of all the games, and I had no way to stay in touch. Now, sometimes I'll get on a flight, and I won't buy the Wi-Fi, and I'll just, I'll just sit there and just kind of relax and sleep. But when you know you can't have it, and you're sitting there, and you're wondering what's going on, what, what am I going to do here? Well, the wife downloaded stuff on her iPad so she could watch that, but it was terrible. And you have to pay for it. You have to pay for your bag to come on the plane. Oh, yeah, you have to pay. So you, you pay to get on the plane, but then you have to pay for a seat. Yeah, you, we have, had to you pay, have to pay for, for our for seats. The air that you breathe. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay to use the bathroom. <laughs> There's no yeah. snacks. Like you can't. You if you want water, you have to buy it. And then there's people who only have cash and it's like, I, I want a water. I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. You have to use a credit card. I don't have a credit card. Right? I've got money right here. Just take it. Just take it. I'll give it to you right now. Look at it. Look, I'll give you $20 for a water. Sir, we're not allowed to accept <laughs> cash. It's only credit cards. Give me some water, goddammit. 
I need to take my pills. <laughs> and they won't just You're, give him. You know, just give the guy a water for free. Just give it to him. No. Here's a good do trick. It. Do you ever fly? Have you ever flown? Uh, did Chicago fly it from Des Moines? A Chicago flight? Like a flight to Chicago? Yeah. Have I so, flown into Chicago? Yeah. Is that what Des you're Moines? asking me? From Des Moines. From Des Moines. No, but I have from Moline. Okay. Well, it's like a 35-minute flight, you know? Yeah. From Moline, it's like 20 minutes. Okay. Well, they don't expect people to order drinks. Well, you can't. It's not long enough. Oh, you can. What do you mean? So the, the last time... There's no drink service. It's too short of a flight. The, well, they had it when I was there on it. Uh, me and Matty Erdman, buddy of mine, ordered some... We're, we're going there for a weekend. This is when Fred was the coach. We used to go for weekends and go to Bulls games. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And, God, that sucks that he got fired. What the hell did got into him yesterday? Did you see that? They beat Creighton. They killed him. They were a 15-point underdog and went into Creighton. Creighton's good. They're like a Final Four team. This year. They were a top-10 team before that. Yeah. <laughs> they could take um, a tumble today. If, you, if you're on one of those short flights where they're just doing the drink service just so they can say they're doing the drink service, if you order like a cocktail, yeah. they'll usually just give it to you for free. Oh, because they don't want to mess with... They don't want to mess with the credit cards and stuff. Interesting. Every time I fly to Chicago or I've flown to Minneapolis like one time, I do that, and I always end up getting some Jack Daniels for free. Huh. Okay. Well, that's a good little tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, uh, you know what? Uh, just just take it. I don't, I don't want to go get the credit card machine. Oh, are you sure, ma'am? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, you won't okay. have that luck uh, flying to Las Vegas. I'm I would guess that they're going to be prepared. Uh, I want to talk about this Tyler Barnes tweet from Saturday night. Just a bizarre tweet during the Big Ten championship game. If you don't know who Tyler Barnes is, he is the Iowa football director of recruiting. I believe he is related to Kirk Ferentz. Um. Right, he is like his, uh, his I'm not son-in-law. Gonna, I think I, I think he's his son-in-law. Um, this is I'll, I'll read it for the podcast listeners. Uh, Brock's doing a good job; has it displayed on our screen. If you're watching on YouTube, best way to take in two guys named Chris, by the way, is on YouTube. Wait, wait, wait! Dot dot dot. In the Big Ten title game. The winning quarterback was 11 for 17 for 161 yards with three touchdowns, just one interception. But all I hear is how these dudes want to go places where they can line up five wide and sling it. What am I? Am I missing something? Hashtag lots of ways to win games. I'll let you have the floor, Hassel. I love how you read that. You, you you read that with a little bit of snark. I'm a theater major back in the day. Yeah, it, <laughs> a lot of Iowa fans were uh, not happy with this tweet. Some of them defended him. Some of them said, well, yeah, go get him, you son of a bitch. <laughs> others, others were like, what? What the hell are you talking about, man? First of all, first of all, Purdue... <laughs> is the team he's kind of going at here because Charlie Jones went there and because of the season Charlie Jones has had. Purdue had a better record than you in conference play and went to the Big Ten championship game and you didn't. That's one. Two, 
he he throws out that that Michigan quarterback stat line like it's just kind of nothing. You know, quarterback, he was only 11 for 17, 180-some yards, three touchdowns. Iowa threw six touchdown passes the entire season. <laughs> also, Michigan scored 40-plus points in that game. Okay? That's three. Four, is it a good look for your recruiting director to be tweeting that when you do need to bring in some talent at the receiver position? Like, you're still trying to get these guys, aren't you? Or are you only going after guys that just want to be a part of a a pro-style system that don't really... And maybe you are at this point. I don't know. You still need talent. You still need these guys to come and stay and be happy. Yes, there are plenty of ways to win. What he said wasn't wrong. No. But when you're when you're the Iowa recruiting director, <laughs> it's a little bit different because so, Iowa has the worst offense in the country. Here's where my mind went, and I'm just a generally I'm a macro thinker. I don't think like small. I, I don't take the tweet for what it's worth. I blow it up and be like, "Oh, what could this mean?" Mm-hmm. And like, I know you're getting K McNamara, which is that's a great addition. Like, there's yes. no doubt that's an upgraded quarterback. It sounds like you're going to get a wide receiver. Like, they're like they're. I was clearly working in the portal using NIL, which is great. They're advancing in, in that stage of the game. When I read that tweet, though, does that? I mean, this is this is a guy on the inside. He's the recruiting coordinator. He's at the table. Like the recruiting coordinator is generally one of the closest people to the head coach. Okay. Does that sound like a guy who's planning on like a lot of change within the program here? Like, I mean, even if you get McNamara, even if you get like a couple of receivers in the portal, like if you're still doing the exact same thing, it's not, yeah, you're going to be better, but right. This just didn't scream a guy to me. who's like, yeah, let's evolve, baby. That's a good point. Yeah, and I think a lot of people took it that way as well. As oh, maybe things aren't going to change as much as we thought they were going to change. Uh, another thing that that I questioned this tweet for was I- Iowa had the momentum here. You had the fan base mm-hmm. turning around. You had the McNamara announcement. You had Caden Proctor, um, and he's he's going to go to Iowa. He's not going to go to Oregon. You have this NIL money coming in that uh, apparently Iowa fans have done a, a pretty good job, relatively speaking, at, at raising this NIL money to get a guy like McNamara, to get a guy like five-star offensive lineman Caden Proctor. You have things suddenly going in the right direction PR-wise, and then this, which, among other things allows some fans to pull out the nepotism card again. Because it's not just Brian Ferentz. Tyler Barnes is related to Kirk Ferentz as well. And so it's just low-hanging fruit for a lot of these people that want to tear this regime down. And why go there? It's just unnecessary. Why, when you, you didn't win the West... You did beat Purdue, but you didn't win the West. Purdue had a better record. And when you did win the West last season, you got your ass kicked, humiliated by Michigan. Purdue was at least 
in the game for some time. They didn't get completely embarrassed. I just, I, I, what's the upside? That's kind of my reaction to the tweet. What's, what's the upside for that tweet? Nothing. And, and you saw it. I mean, the overwhelming reaction to that, if you go and read the responses was, was very negative. Mm -hmm. Mostly Iowa fans. Like I didn't, I didn't see a lot of people from other fan bases dunking on him or anything. It was pretty much Iowa yes. fans. And I'm surprised that Kirk Ferentz, the way he is, like he would never say anything like that. So I'm surprised that he would allow one of his coaches to say something like that. One of the people inside his program. I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Kirk Ferentz doesn't think the same thing. I absolutely believe he does. But would he say it? And I, I, I no, I, I really don't think he would say that publicly. Are you buying into this, this Josh Gaddis rumor stuff that's flying around? So he was the um, offensive coordinator for Michigan when Cade McNamara was the quarterback. Correct. Yeah, well, I'm well, and my, I have no idea, and I want to make it clear: like this is not. I have no inside information at all. Um. But everybody's that kind of seems to be like. But then I'm watching these, you know, on Twitter, and Brian and Kirk Ferentz are visiting all these recruits over there. I mean, it just doesn't look like this is a guy who's going to get fired. But he's not going to get fired. There's just no way. Yeah. I mean, you saw the picture over the weekend when they went out and visited the, the quarterback. That's and what I'm Kirk saying. And like Brian it, and the quarterback. It just reeks like. I don't think anything it's I, status quo, but I don't. Again, we don't know at this point. The only thing I think that could happen is if they do some kind of co-offensive coordinator thing, which a lot of teams do, and they move it. They they bring someone else in to be the co-offensive coordinator with Brian Ferentz. I think that's as far as it it could go. I don't at this point I don't even think he's going to be reassigned and stripped of the offensive coordinator title. I think that uh I think that he's going to be the offensive coordinator again whether it's by himself or with somebody else. All right, we are two guys named Chris presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. Hey, download the Circa Iowa Sports app. They will have a line for the women's basketball game on Wednesday night, which is going to be an awesome atmosphere in Carver-Hawkeye Arena. And then they had one for wrestling yesterday. So Iowa State would have ended up covering in wrestling. And on that line, of course, Iowa won the duel. It was an awesome duel. Went down to did, the... Did Iowa cover or did Iowa State cover? Iowa State covered. Did they? Okay, wow. The line was six. And then when they found out Spencer Lee was wrestling, it jumped to 13. So Iowa, would, Iowa State what? would have covered either way. Yeah. The line was 13 After, and Iowa only won by three? Yep. Jeez. It was a really good duel. Iowa just beat them with bonus points. I mean, each team won won five matches in the duel. It was just awesome. I, it was as good of college sports theater as I've watched in a lot. Like, because these guys are nuts, right? Like, Yeah. They win a match and then they want to fight each other. Like it, it's it was just awesome. Like and I, the fans are nuts too. Like yeah. you, you get a you. Well, the, the thing that I have never liked about wrestling is that it just seems like everybody is nuts except the the announcers calling the fight. 
<laughs> like the announcers calling the fight, and there's a takedown, nicely done. It, like, why can't we have just some just Jim Ross again? My yeah. God, it he should be like a WWE mat. type thing. Yeah, because the 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 announcers never seemed, at least on like IPTV and stuff. That son of a whatever bitch, Tom on. Brands. <laughs> Uh, I, I think that would that would make it a lot more interesting on TV, and you could market it a lot more. Damn it, Bastida's out to end his career. <laughs> I agree with you. Then yeah, no, it, it was it was great. I I had so much fun. In fact, I had a hard time paying attention to Iowa State basketball until wrestling was done because I was so locked into that duel. And I I didn't go to the game. I don't miss many basketball games, but I actually didn't go because the duel was at the same time, and I wanted to watch both. And like, but it was great. Uh, so people were, were betting on that with Circa. So that's awesome. You know um, what's funny about it, all three of these contests are at Carver, correct? Yes. I feel like the atmosphere inside that building throughout the week is going to start up here, and it's going to like slowly go down because i think the wrestling atmosphere is number one i think the the atmosphere for the women's game is going to be the second best really and then i think the men's because the the men's atmosphere you got all those knitters in those first old few rows who don't get get out who don't even watch the game and like reading novels and in it for the women's games i think it's different i think you can you get your rabid fans close and and what Caitlin Clark has done too is she's brought this whole like energy with this new type of fan to the arena, yep. and that's going to be a hell of a game. I mean, I I don't know what the line is. I haven't talked to Palm yet. I would, if I had to guess, I would say Iowa State would be a slight favorite in the women's game, but I think so too because Iowa has uh, has has taken some lumps already. Yeah, NC State went in there and beat them last week. Iowa State's a more complete team than Iowa. Iowa has yeah. the best player. Iowa State has a more – I don't know if – this Stephanie Suarez, Chris, you, you need to watch her for Iowa State. She has the most incredible story. So she was like – Is that a, how you I, – I thought, I thought the, the Iowa State announcer says Suarez. Have you heard him Suarez. call the game? You haven't heard him call the game? Apparently not. On the radio? Who, Noah? Suarez. Okay, well, that's, maybe that's I'm what wrong. He says. Well, Stephanie, I think well, you're wrong, brother. Okay, Stephanie Suarez. Have you heard her story? I'll give it a really no, quick. I don't think the, so. It's incredible. Even Iowa fans will love this. She's from Brazil, okay, and she was like a five star recruit coming out of high school. She's a very uh, religious. Comes from a very religious family, and she went to a private school, an NAIA school in California, due to her faith. Well. Hmm. Played for played her years up and wants to go to the WNBA, but needs to show herself against better competition. So she's like a top five WNBA draft pick, probably. She's six wow. six, can shoot the three, run the floor, and she's just this incredible story. Like she could have played at UConn. She could have okay. Played yeah, anywhere. that's my first question. How did she not end up at UConn? Because she didn't want to. Like she, it was all about like family atmosphere and like where she fits wow. in and all this. That's and, great. And that's Finley's like deal. And plus, like you kind of looked at that Iowa State roster. You know, they're in the Sweet 16 last year. And you're like, well, what's keeping you from going farther? They needed a really athletic big that could run, and it fit perfectly. So I, I can't wait. We'll be watching both of those from Vegas. Let's get back to football, and then we'll get into college basketball coming up. 
Uh, Tom Manning officially out at Iowa State. We we were thinking this was going to happen last week when we were on the program, but it, it hadn't started yet. Um, Dave Andrews as well, the strength and conditioning coach. I want to talk let's, – let's just specifically talk about the offensive coordinator thing. From what I understand, Matt Campbell has a couple of options right now. Um, I, Bloom and I talked about this at length on our podcast last night. So if you're an Iowa State fan and you want more in-depth where we have more time to do this, uh, go and check that out with Cyclone Fanatic. Now, is Bloom also raising the money for the new offensive coordinator coming in? No. No, okay. just the kicker. If he okay. would get off of his ass and get us a kicker, <laughs> we'd be 7-5 and five right now. Um, I don't think that they're this is let me put it this way so Tom Manning gets fired and probably rightfully so like they needed some change we all knew that my my thing Chris is at the end of the day that's a piece of this but man they've got to do something to address the offensive line whatever it is because it doesn't matter who's calling plays if you're averaging 1.5 yards per carry in the big 12 and you can't protect your quarterback there's no plays to call so, Don't you think part of that's the strength coach getting uh, getting the boot as well? I, yeah, I do. I think that's part of it, absolutely. And I also think that there's probably – I do think that there's educated guess here that there's a couple more moves coming. So I think that we're in the middle of this overhaul here. But I, I don't know. Like, man, I'm not like the type of fan now that wants to see Iowa State be like, oh, let's scrap it. We're going Mike Leach, five-wide air raid – I'm sounding like Tyler Barnes here, but it, it, they've won a lot of football games <laughs> by playing a playing a certain way. Now it's not as archaic as Iowa, like it's clearly not, like it's very different. But I, I just don't think they have to go like too radical here. Is my point. So we'll just wait and see. I um, there's some rumors of different people who are available. Uh, a couple of existing offensive coordinators. Um, I think Nate Shieldhouse internally is. Widely thought to be a future head coach, a very rising star in the industry. Maybe it's time to give him a chance. I don't know. The only thing I do know is that they have to get better up front. Is that recruiting? Is that coaching? Is that development? It's probably something to do with all of it. But without a better offensive line, it's going to make life difficult on any Again, this thing, it's Iowa and Iowa State mirroring (laughs) each other. Because with Iowa, you're bringing in Cade McNamara, awesome. But offensive line, it it all starts there. I mean, if if you don't have it, then everything else becomes difficult to impossible. But with the Iowa State thing, it it is really funny in some way to think, he had a lot of success Tom Manning did at Iowa State. They've Dude, had some really good offenses. He orchestrated like the two best offenses in school history. It's not like this guy's a bum. One bad year, gone. And look look on the other side of town, over in Iowa City. Nothing's going to change. Like that. That's a lot of ways to win games, though, Chris. Hashtag. <laughs> We'll see. I mean, and that's why I'm just kind of here. Like, I don't know if Tom Manning was necessarily like the problem. I I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I, but I do know. I, that, I can't imagine that he was because of uh, all the good offenses he's had. Well, Jay I mean, Jay yeah. on Facebook has a has a question. Do you think letting Andrews, the strength coach, go opens the door to hire a special teams coach? Well, I'll tell you this. 
if they get rid of their strength coach to get a special teams coach, that's another mistake because you have to have a strength coach too. Yeah. No, and, and you've got to have both. The, the answer is no because the strength coach isn't an on field coach. So you can only have like 10 of them or there, mm-hmm. there's some limit. They don't count for the same thing. Like the strength coach is not on the field. So again, like I think that there's more coming and I don't, I don't have specifics, but it just, have you heard anything about a special teams coach? Not yet. Jesus. Okay. But there, that door is also slammed shut. Like it's not, there's not information leaking out there. Like it's, it's a tough, that, that office is a tough, tough nut to crack right now. And I think, is there any chance, any chance that, Jamie Pollard goes and bangs on that door and says, Matt, I let you wear black uniforms. <laughs> but if you don't have a special teams coach at the start of next season, you are not allowed to wear black uniforms. No. And here's why. Pollard is very much a believer, and he's on the record, talked about this a lot, where he would be pissed if his school president came in and told him who to hire as his coaches, and he lets his coaches make all of their personnel decisions. <laughs> to be fair, he wouldn't be telling him who to hire. He would just be saying, yeah. God yeah. damn it, <laughs> we need a mother-effing special teams coach. <laughs> no black uniforms. <laughs> they were terrible in the black uniforms this year, by the way. They're terrible in every uniform. That's true. But again, like with Manning, though, it's like, I know the offense sucked. Like I'm not I'm not putting lipstick on a pig here. But if if they catch a couple of passes and make a couple of 30 freaking yard field goals, you might you might win 8 games. Yeah. You know, it might that's where I'm just like, "Hey, now that we've all had like 8 9 days since the end of the season, let's tap the brakes and go, you're not that far." even despite the pitiful offensive performance last year. So, like, I just don't think they need to go radical. That's my only opinion. And I think Campbell, to your point, like, he's clearly proven over the years that he is willing to change things. This is his third strength coach. You know, he fired his wide receivers coach a few years ago. Tom Manning was the best man in his wedding, for God's sake. Like, this isn't a guy who... I'm 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 happy for Matt, like because I I we said this a couple weeks ago. Either you're gonna dig in or you're gonna try something. He's not digging in. You know he's clearly making mm-hmm. some moves. So you trust the guy who's won more games than anyone in your program and see if he. This is his first time at the bottom of the valley, and let's see if he can dig himself out of it. It's a crucial time though. You gotta the three strength coach thing is is really compelling when you think about the development of a program because. I'm a firm believer, dude, that you want to talk about Iowa's offensive line? When did it start to drop off? When they had to get rid of their strength coach, Chris Doyle. So, like, you've had, you're on your third one now, whoever the new guy is going to be. Like, you got to get this one right. I think you need uh, somebody out there pushing them in those uh, weightlifting sessions to the brink of rhabdomyolysis. To the brink, but we don't to want to give them. You've got to know the edge. You got to know the, and I think it's you. You have to, you have to inspect the urine, and the urine has to just have a little bit of black in it, not <laughs> not motor oil, but a little bit of black in it. Do you remember where the you know, Tom Herman urination chart thing? 
Brock, what? see if you can find that. No. What? What is this? Google Tom Herman urination chart of champions. It it was hung up in the Texas locker room. So we'll play my my guy, my boy, Tom Herman is now in your neck of the woods. Are you guys going to be like neighbors now? Yeah, yeah. He's he probably is uh, looking for a house down the street right so now. So what's crazy is over the weekend, Tom Herman gets FAU, and then my other guy, Alex Golish. Longtime Campbell assistant is now the South Florida coach, so yeah. I'm gonna have to come down and do a little, a uh, little tour of South Florida football, man. Don't looking... call him South Florida, though. Remember, USF. USF. Yep, he'll learn that. It's probably uh, the first yeah. thing they told him. Oh, good. It looks like Brock's got it. This is the Tom Horn Longhorn football hydration chart. What the hell, so Brock? Can you zoom in on that just a little bit? See if you can. Um, We've got championship hydration levels. If your piss is light yellow to clear, uh, if it is brown, you are a bad guy. A bad guy? Like in a good way? No, you're just a bad human being. If you're you're a horrible teammate, so he you're, is trying to take care of them. Yeah, you, yeah. I thought this was like one of those. You know, like if you were in, if you were a 1980s high school coach, it would be the exact opposite of this. Like yeah. championship level urination color would be brown, <laughs> and you are you are a total. Uh, I, I I don't know if I can say the p word anymore. You are a total yeah, you uh, might get lightweight. You're a total lightweight if if you're pissing clear, because that means you you need too much water. Because back in that day, they didn't even let you drink water. You had to take salt tablets. I yeah, like this were... hydration chart, though. Let's see if he brings that down to FAU. Did you see the photos? of Tom Herman looks like a totally different human being. Yeah, he's lost some weight, hasn't he? My God. He looks like a totally different human now. Iowa State fans, Google that. Because it's, in, it's incredible. I didn't... I spent a lot of time with this man. I didn't even... I wouldn't have recognized him. Really? He looks like you. So it looked like he's lost a lot of weight. Did he, is his hair grown out? Cause it used to, it used to be shorter and he had like a little beard thing going too. I don't know, but he looks like you. Well, I guess you, you live in South Florida and you just look like that. Um, uh, they want us to talk on the, in the Evan, Evan on uh, Facebook wants us to mention Brock Purdy. And that's a good tie in to Tom Manning and Matt Campbell. My God, when you, when you look at what they lost, Brees Hall was going to be the rookie of the year in the NFL. I think the yeah. offensive rookie of the year before his injury. And now Brock Purdy gets called in out of nowhere. Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his foot in the middle of a huge game against the Dolphins. And Brock Purdy comes in and doesn't skip a beat. That was impressive. He, the first Mr. Irrelevant in history to throw a touchdown pass in the NFL. Hmm. Little, little nugget for oh, that's, you. That's cool. Yep. Really neat. And it's his team the rest of the way, more than yeah. likely, because Garoppolo's a, out for the season. Yeah, I mean, he's got a team that some were, would have picked as the favorite to win the NFC. Yeah. I, I think the there's a lot that believe that. I. It'll be interesting to hear what some of uh, uh, my buddies at CBS Sports HQ think, like Brady Quinn, Danny Cannell, if Brock Purdy can can stay at that level and keep them there. I, I, the team around him is just so good. If he does what he does yesterday, they have a chance. 
totally. The problem is you you can't have a weird ass turnover Brock show up at the the wrong time. The old weird ass turnover Brock showed up a few times at Iowa State. I think that now that he's in the NFL, I think he just trusts everybody around him so much. Like where he knows, like, I don't have to make every play. Mm -hmm. I feel like weird ass turnover Brock was just when he (laughs) he's trying to put it on himself and put it on his back when he probably shouldn't have been. That's just my theory on it. But we'll see. It's fun, though. Good for him. It really is fun to have, you know, your guy being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like I'll appointment TV for me, the 49ers the rest of the way just to watch him and mm-hmm. really a neat neat young man and I couldn't be more happy for him and his family they're really good people let's touch on the playoff real quick before we get to um, basketball the playoff committee got it right in my opinion you got Michigan uh, nine point favorite these lines via Circa over TCU Georgia is a six and a half point favorite over Ohio State. Now the, these lines actually could have changed by now. That was as of last night. Um, ha, Max Duggan in that fourth quarter, if TCU wins that drive, he makes in the fourth quarter. That's Kurt Schilling bloody sock territory. Yeah, that was amazing. He rushed for ninety-five yards on that one drive. Huh. Do you think he could win the Heisman, or is this Caleb Williams? I think he should win the Heisman, but he's not going to. I yeah. think uh, a lot of people already either already voted before championship weekend. Which is stupid. Nobody should do that, ever. Or already made up their minds. Like, And it was going to be a Caleb Williams blowout going into the week, but he loses. He... A couple bad looks. I mean, from the, the fingernails where he wrote... F Utah what's the on his point fingernails. Again, what's the upside in that? Well, I, yeah. I don't understand why that's a thing. That's... And did you see what he tweeted after the TCU game? No, I it didn't. was a pic. There was a it was a picture of uh, Duggan crying in the post game, and he quote tweeted it and just put LOL. Now he tried to claim that. It had nothing to do with he wasn't laughing at Duggan for crying. He said he tried to make some excuse about it, but just a couple things that just weren't good looks. And I was watching the SEC championship game when they put up the Heisman criteria. And it's funny, they were actually putting it up to make the case for Stetson Bennett. But what I got out of it was the word perseverance. Is, is in the criteria for the Heisman Trophy. And has anyone done that better than Max Duggan? When you talk about his heart surgery before last season, and then he had, uh, had to have emergency surgery for a blood clot, and then Gary Patterson's fired last year. Duggan stays with the team through spring, and Sonny Dykes comes in and names another guy the starting quarterback. So Duggan's going to be the backup going into this season and was the backup going into this season. And what happens? Other guy gets hurt. Duggan comes in, leads them to a perfect regular season. And then 
was most impressive in their lone loss of the season. So, Which was, I mean, it, if I had I a think, vote, it would be Duggan. I think notable. I think it was a controversial loss, too. I mean, with that one touchdown in overtime. But whatever. Um, it didn't matter. It didn't. Mm-hmm. Other than not having the trophy at the end of the day, which is clearly, if you watched Max in the post game, uh, that was a guy who wanted to win the Big Twelve, right? Yeah, like, they knew yeah. they were probably going to go to the playoff after uh, overtime. It's not like they got killed. Uh, I I tweeted this Saturday night, Hassel. I think this would be a good off season conversation. I think Duggan's one of my top five favorite players of all time in in college football. I just the Iowa ties. I've known his family for years. Um, everything that you just spelled out about the perseverance, he just represents – like, name an Iowan who's not proud to have that guy represent them. Hmm. Yeah. You know, like, there's point. just – I'm sure he has flaws as a human – whatever. But, like, watching him in that post game, I just uh, – man, my heart was just – pounding like out of like admiration for the kid I so just, tell me this why him. why didn't he end up at iowa or iowa state being from iowa so this is actually a really it's funny that we were just talking about brock purdy so max and matt campbell had a phenomenal i don't know about his recruitment with iowa for for what it's worth i don't know anything about that but he was he blew out his knee his junior year of high school and he went from being like a super recruit to a highly recruited guy. And there's a difference. And I'm pretty sure he was going to go to Iowa State. He had been in Ames like five or six times for games. He was coming every weekend. It really seemed like he was going there. Iowa State desperately needed a quarterback. And Brock Purdy became available. And from what I understand how the conversations went, Matt Campbell calls Max Duggan. Max, I love you. We have this kid in Arizona that we can take right now who also had an offer from freaking Alabama and Florida State, keep in mind. Mm-hmm. And we need to know. And Max was just like, I'm not quite ready yet. Purdy commits to Iowa State. They didn't pull his offer because you don't do that to a kid like that. And Max ended up going to TCU because his dad coached in Texas for three or four years. And got to know Gary Patterson very well, uh, who's a friend of the family. And that's how that all played out. So, like, it worked out for everybody. Hmm. You know, Iowa yeah. State got Brock Purdy. Like, it's, it's a hard thing to be like, no, we don't want the Purdy era. Like, right? Like, right. Um, and then Max. And it wasn't always pretty for, for Duggan. I mean, he, he, no. he started the last three years for the most part, and they didn't have a lot of success. No. In fact, after last year, you were thinking, man, like, I, I thought he was going to transfer. I thought. I thought last offseason, I'm like, is he going to be at Nebraska? I thought Iowa should have made a serious run at him. I talked about that on the radio all the time. Why are you not just pounding this guy's cell phone? Um, But I I just think it's cool in this era where everybody's jumping all the time. Duggan, he liked it at TCU. He felt comfortable there. He was getting an education that he valued. He has friends. And he's like, no, I'm just going to stay. And if I don't start, like I'm going to be the best teammate I can. And here he is going to be in New York at the Heisman ceremony. Perseverance. Pretty awesome, man. I'm going to keep pounding. I hope all Iowans are, are taking a lot of pride in that mm-hmm. kid. But, yeah, it's just the the Iowa State thing is just funny because I have a lot of people asking that. like Because he, again, like he was on campus every weekend going to Iowa State games. 
like just unofficial visits and stuff like mm. that. It really felt like that's where he was going to end up. And then it was after the Jacob Park deal where that thing blew up, <laughs> trying to think back, and they needed a quarterback to come in to be a backup to Kyle Kemp the next year. And that's how it played out. And then Jacob Park. Jeez. Oh, that'll be a chapter in my book. Yeah, with the old with the bugle helmets. <laughs> what a what a 24 hours that was. Man. I like the bugle logo. I'm telling you, but you can't put it on the red. Put the bugle logo on like a white lid. Oh. That's sweet. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just 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 go back to what you wore in 1990. That that was a cool little little cyclone. Oh yeah, the little thing of magic. Twirly bird, yeah. Uh, Iowa State basketball routes St. John's yesterday. That thing was never a game. Yeah, They'd it was like get, it was 17 to two right off the yeah. bat. St. John's wanted none of that. Otzel ball, the 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 high pressure defense. The Iowa State, this Iowa State team. Uh, Stansbury wrote a really good column for us following yesterday's um, game, and I couldn't agree more. The one thing about this team is they they know who they are, and most importantly, they know who they are not. Mm-hmm. And it's there's really none of these guys that were like super highly recruited or anything like that. They're all just kind of guys. And man, are they have they bought into what their coach is? is preaching. It'll be fascinating game on Thursday, Chris, because you have Iowa state who's the number one team in the country enforcing turnovers. 30% of the opposition's possessions have resulted in turnovers. You have Iowa who is the number one team in the country when it comes to not turning the basketball over only 12% of Iowa's possessions result in turnovers. So something has to give on Thursday at Carver Hawkeye arena. The first net ratings are out. I guess I should say net rankings. Uh, Iowa is 20th. Iowa State is 22nd. Hmm. Uh, Where's Duke? Duke 17. Iowa plays Duke on Tuesday. Tuesday night. Man, 9.30 Eastern? Well, that'll be perfect for you in Vejas. Because that'll be 6.30 in Vegas. Yep. Uh, Duke already has a couple of losses this season. So I think Iowa's got a shot. I don't know enough about Duke. I'll really hone in on this game here coming up. I do know that North Carolina's lost four in a row after Iowa State beat them. So that Jeez. is, you know, you you look at that, and they'll they'll recover. They'll be fine. They're going to the tournament, but that probably is impacting Iowa State's net rating quite sure. a bit. You know, there. Yeah. Um, but what a great opportunity for Iowa, though, on that on that type of a stage. And what a difficult turnaround that will be with a 9.30 tip to come back home and then you get those maniacs um, from Iowa State on Thursday. The Otzel maniacs? Dude, they're crazy. The The way that they play is like, you just wonder, like, can you sustain it? They play so hard. How does it compare to what they did last year, the team they had last year? I think that it's more intense. Hmm. Because I think even last year, like, Brockington, like, knew he was the guy. Right? Need a shot, Brock. And Hunter was – there was always a little – he's just – he played really hard on defense. I'm not criticizing him. But there were a couple guys who were – 
these guys are all just guys. <laughs> like Caleb Grill had five steals yesterday. Like they are just so relentless with the way that they play. And I just think that and they're going to lose some games. Like there's no doubt. Like they're, they can't, they're not out talenting anybody. They, if that game in Carver on Thursday is like super closely officiated, Iowa could win it by 15. Like I truly, truly believe that. But I, I, they're better offensively because they have the big men. They're getting offensive rebounds and putbacks. They're better in transition because they have big men who can run the floor. And I think that the, I, I don't think that their defensive rating will be better this year at the end of the year. But I think their offensive rating will be better by about fifty spots, and that's kind of the difference. Wow. Yeah. Because that was the problem last year in Big Twelve play. Yeah. Just offense disappearing for way too long, way too often. Well, I hope Iowa beats Duke because that would add – Iowa will probably get into the top 25 this week, won't they? I think so. They were kind of hanging around there. Uh, they, they fell out after, what, the loss to TCU. But they weren't too far out. I think that after what they did last week, they, they blew out Georgia Tech – I think that uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them ranked later on today. And Iowa State obviously will will move up in the rankings. Yeah, I don't I don't really know how good St. John's is. Started eight zero, but I that was their first game outside of New York City. Yeah, we'll see. All right, well, I guess I'll see you in um, Las Vegas on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pack my parka. Not me, man. I'm going shirtless. 80% of the time, I'm just going to walk around without a shirt on. Michael Abmeyer can do it. So can I. Yeah, that's true. You have the same body, right? Very similar, actually. Yeah, different no. diets, same body, different strokes for different <laughs> All folks. I eat is fairway meat. Like Fairway meat, bush light, whiskey, and what's Admire? Admire eats uh, tofu. And water. And water, yes. Um, I will get out just a little programming note here for all of our listeners and viewers. Later today, I should have out a schedule of what we're doing this week from our stint in Las Vegas. We're going to have a bunch of cool programming. Ken Miller and I are going to be out there early, and we're going to do like a bull type of preview where from a gambling perspective, we'll get some of the experts from Vegas. We will do some stuff for the women's game on Wednesday. Uh, Bloom will be out there. Uh, just harassing people at the blackjack table, trying to get money to pay a kicker. Um, and then he's gonna add. He's gonna be like those idiots on the street that in Vegas. You know, the guys always handing out the cards to get you to some strip joint later. I was Bloom's gonna be handing out cards for the collective. I was paying Cade McNamara. Bloom's like, just, oh, Bloom was fired up. You see that? No, Iowa gets McNamara. And and then the uh, swarm guy goes on Murph and Andy, and Murph and Andy were just grilling him, just grilling him, trying to get the inside info on it. And the guy was like, uh, said that they've already raised three million dollars, and their goal is ten million dollars if they really want to be competitive. And so and Bloom heard that, and he was like, "All right, it's time to go. It's time to make a difference, Cyclone fans, because we are way behind what's going on in Iowa City. So now we've got our little." Iowa City aims nuclear war trajectory. Well, if 
if we're going if if we're having a nuclear war with Iowa and NIL, like I'm, I need to get underneath the table right now. It uh, here's what makes me feel better though. Hassel's an Iowa State fan, and all this is this new Big Twelve. At least you're punching at your own weight. True. Yeah, you're not competing against Ohio State, and Michigan, and Correct. USC. Yeah, you're competing against Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Baylor. BYU. So I, I do think that it's very sustainable for Iowa State in this new league. I, I really do. I it, It's probably for the better that Texas and Oklahoma are, are, are leaving in this era, to be honest. That's a good like, point. It's just, you just got to, like, you can't try and compete with Iowa in this. Y'all have doctors and lawyers, and, like, we got a bunch of farmers and veterinarians and engineers, you know? Like, it's just a different deal. Farmers are rich, man. Oh man, you, are just, they not you saying that? Pissed off like a hundred people. Why? There's so many farmers listening right now. God damn it! You know they. they you ever talk to a farmer about money? It's it's a good I, time. I had a college professor at St. Ambrose University, and he said, I can't remember what what he was. I don't know if he was a finance or what he was, but he said, "Hey, you guys ever met a millionaire?" And a bunch of people say no or whatever. He goes, well, have you ever met a farmer? Because if you ever met a farmer, you met a millionaire. <laughs> That's what he said. He said they, that they, every single farmer, if you if you have the, because he was like, well, the combine right there, that's worth uh, $100,000. Yeah, selling off all got the stuff, the land, the, yeah. Yeah. I get the point. Yeah. Real quick, Brock wanted us to let everybody know and this is good to get your take on it before we leave apparently uh Deion sanders just offered caden proctor <laughs> well caden at this point just tweeted about it Deion sanders i bet you he went in there and he and he went to his his version of tyler barnes his recruiting coordinator whoever that is and said all right give me a list of all the five stars in the country better yet you come up with a list of all the five stars in the country and offer every single one of them, whether they have committed or not. I bet that's the first thing he did. I, Boy, what, what are they going to offer that Oregon couldn't offer? No, other than Deion Sanders. That you know, the or, did you watch his press conference? It's unbelievable. <laughs> did, did did you see his speech to the, to the team? Yeah, he, he told the team he's like, look, a lot of you, a lot of you guys. He you're basically out. said, hit the portal; it'll open yeah. up room for us to bring in good players. <laughs> he's like, a lot of a lot of your positions already accounted for because I'm bringing my own luggage. It's incredible. He's changing everything, man. He, he is. It, He's he's kind of the perfect guy for this era. If you we don't have to like it, but mm-hmm. he certainly fits the bill. All right, we got to get out of here. Hassel, I will see you on Wednesday. Brock, thank you so much for filling in today, man. We appreciate it. Thanks to Fairway. Thanks to our friends at Circle. We will see you on Wednesday. Have a great week, guys. Uh, Jordan and Jabo, I believe Sage and Bloom will be recording. I'll be with John Miller later in the week as well. Later.
Iowa Everywhere.